0: If you found yourself all alone on a desert island, you might be pretty lonely, but what if you could make friends, literally? There's one little lizard that has developed a way to populate islands in the South Pacific with an unorthodox method. But sometimes strange and amazing adaptations are what it takes to pass on your genes in life, death, and taxonomy. Bienvenidos a uh, Life Death and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal information shipped directly to your ear canals. I'm Joe.
1: And uh, I'm 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 still I'm still wondering what you said at the beginning. I'm totally lost here. What I, kind of language is that?
0: I don't think that's true based on your name which is
1: Carlos. <laughs>
0: Charles, <laughs> Chuck, Hispanic Ch- Charles, Hispanic Charles, Um my friends Hispanic call at me. The Charles. me. Uh, and today we're talking about a strong independent gecko who loves sailing and walks on the beach. Sailing? But more on that
1: later. I don't have anything in my notes about sailing. Ooh,
0: you're about to find some stuff out then.
1: Ooh, I, I also don't have anything about walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well uh, that's implied. A painting of a beach, you could walk on that.
0: I guess sure yeah. it
1: has, <laughs> sure, but we're talking about the the if you said it morning gecko,
0: no, the morning gecko,
1: morning with the gecko. you with yeah, not the not the gecko that gets up at the uh, like the, the crack, crack, crack of dawn down. no, but the 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 gecko that is wears co- all black and constantly weeping has a veil that's the problem with this gecko is it actually can't stop crying <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: dehydrated
1: aka the lovely lady lizard, Hmm. Actually, I said Lonely Lady Lizard, but I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> uh, the Friendly Female Fly Feaster. Okay. And then here's my, here's the, the Coup de Gras, the Creme de la Creme. The Sigma Psi Squamata Sorority Sisters. <laughs> there we <laughs> Sounded go. That like... That was hard. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. Al- also known as the Common Smooth Scaled Gecko, but that's boring. And for, you know, researchers and stuff.
0: Common Smooth Scaled Gecko.
1: <laughs> so let's find out where it lives in taxonomy okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with uh, animalia comma kingdom um and then we'll go on to the 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 phylum which is chordata and the class is we're right back to reptilia we don't we don't do a lot of reptiles but no we're, but we're back to reptilia the order is one that we've we've riffed on many a time Squamatopato with you. Oh, good. <laughs> Actually it's just squamata. Okay. Um squamo Stomatopato is what we said before. Yeah. Um the fam- squamata
0: Is the one that is that the horned lizard is in.
1: Yeah. It's the biggest order of reptiles, I think. Um the family is Geconidae, which of course it is, the gecko. Okay. <laughs> Although there are geckos that are not in Geconidae. The genus is Lepidodactylus. That sounds like a spell. I practiced that. Um and then the species is uh lugubris. So Lepidodactylus lugubris is our uh binomial Your lugubris
0: matrix. is showing. You're <laughs> a little too arrogant right now, you're, you're lugubris. You're a goofy lugubris.
1: <laughs> 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 We're a little luguber here. Um all right, so we found out where it lives in taxonomy. Where does it live in the world though? All over the place. Turns out, coastal areas in the Pacific and Indian Ocean. So it's got this really wide range, all the way from India to China to Hawaii to Australia. That whole area, um, and all the islands in between. And we'll find out how it's able to do that.
0: Geckos take the islands.
1: <laughs> There's your song. <laughs> you get you, you get your one. <laughs> Uh, But they've also been introduced to Central and South America, which I guess is why you were speaking that ridiculous language from earlier. (laughs) Yes. I'm just kidding. Spanish is not ridiculous. It's part of my heritage. (laughs) You know, I would never, I would never, you know. You also
0: speak much of it.
1: Not much. I wouldn't even say that. I did understand what you said, though. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) welcome to (laughs) making progress there. I
1: saw it. And on like a sign at Disney World when they said all of the welcomes, different kinds of welcomes. So it's like, we'll come in and bienvenidos. I was like, that was that one's Spanish. <laughs> um, all right. So diet. This thing eats small insects and plant nectar. And that's about, about all I could say about its diet. It loves to eat insects that are smaller than it. And that's pretty much across all geckos a lot of them what i'm going to say is across all geckos because with this particular gecko the morning gecko there isn't a lot of info out there
0: although uh, a tiny little gecko drinking from a flower sounds adorable
1: doesn't it yeah have you seen the photogenic gecko pictures no
0: but i have seen oh probably but i have seen a video of like six gecko like with their little tiny little tongues lapping up some like Stuff in this dish, that, that's pretty adorable. That's pretty
1: cute. Is it gecko or geckos, plural? Uh, six gecko. It's six... geckos. I think it's geckos. <laughs> We're going to call them goobers. <laughs> the <Little> goobers. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I guess I'm not even going to say it. You, you want to know how big they are? No, I, I, I mean, your eyes. I already know. I have it here. No, but you want to be able to imagine it better. How, do the, how does anyone else know this?
0: Well, the, they'll find out. With the listener's favorite part of the show. Say it with me now. Measure Up! That was the opposite of harmonies.
1: We didn't practice.
0: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this is Measure Up, the part of the show where I pose to Carlos some questions that will illuminate the size and dimensions of this creature in relatable terminology we'll shed some light on it and is also a little fun quiz show a little little mini fun little quiz show
1: fun fun is fun for me it's not the term i would use fun
0: for me and the listener (laughs) well some of the listeners some of the listeners (laughs) um let's start with length um it's about 10.5 centimeters does that do you concur yes which is about four inches 4.1 yeah how many morning geckos go into the height of Jake Wood? The voice of the Geico Gecko for ten years. Huh? Where's Jake Wood from? He's from uh, a um, a a TV show in the UK. No, no,
1: no. Oh, is he is he UK ish? Yeah. <laughs> okay, because he's he could be you know really good at accents. Yes. Um... Would you like a hint? No, because it's not going to help me. This one will help you. No, I don't believe you. <laughs>
0: this one will help you.
1: <laughs> You're going to say, Jake Wood was like the the actor for this thing. And also, he likes Sherwood. <laughs> no, he doesn't like Sherwood. But he was let go as the voice oh, of the gecko
0: after 10 years in 2015 over a pay dispute.
1: Because of how tall he was? Does that help? He's like, is that how this
0: helps me? I am this tall. I deserve this much money, and they were like, "No, sir.
1: (laughs) I am six foot two, and I deserve six dollars (laughs) and twenty cents for my contribution to your insurance agency." (laughs) Um, I'll give
0: you another hint. He's not that tall.
1: Really? Okay. But that your inflection might mean it could be taller. He's not. He's shorter than that. Okay. There we go. (laughs) Because he could be six four, and he's not. If I say 6'2", he's not that tall. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we got four, four... We'll round it down to four inches. Let's say he's six feet tall, which is just the average height of a UKish man mm. um, with maximum UKishness. Uh, and that's... What, six times 12 is some number. 72? Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> 72 inches divided by four...
0: The answer to that is 18. 72 divided by 4. Okay. 18. The answer, no, that's incorrect. Oh, dang. The answer is 17.5. Oh,
1: my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially correct. Yeah,
0: okay. Rounding up, then that's correct.
1: Yeah, that's right. Forgot about rounding because <laughs> I'm not in seventh grade anymore. Uh,
0: okay, let's talk about the size of the genus. There are 34 species in Lipodactylus. How many Lipodactylus genus sizes go into the total number of Geico employees? Would you like a hint?
1: (laughs) I didn't even hear
0: (laughs) your question. (laughs) I said, how many lipodactylus genus sizes go into the total number of Geico employees? Here's a hint. Geico was founded in 1936 and is not a sponsor.
1: (laughs) What is the what is the what is the genus size? <laughs> thirty four species. That's <laughs> what's getting you? Yes. Well, it's a big company.
0: Mm-hmm. They serve they might have more All than, fifty states. <laughs> they might have more than
1: thirty employees. I'll give you another hint. It's
0: definitely at least one Lipodactylus genus size. That makes sense to me.
1: So let's say that they are they have thirty four thousand employees? That sounds like a lot. They're, it's not like Walmart. They need they need that needs a lot more employees, right? Uh yeah, let's go thirty-four thousand and I uh, and clock it at one thousand times. Geico has thirty eight thousand employees. What? And the answer
0: is one thousand one hundred and eighteen. <laughs>
1: You were like right on the money with two of them. That was crazy. That was a shot in the dark. (laughs) No idea how much big companies have in terms of personnel.
0: That was just like a really convenient way to not have to do a lot of math. You only had to do times Uh, a thousand. I
1: I do things by uh, the power of 10.
0: But that's all I got. Just two.
1: Sweet. And I, I nailed them. Round, yeah. rounding up. Rounding up, yeah. Rounding up. Thirty four thousand is thirty eight thousand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you could round up from one thousand to one thousand one hundred, sure.
1: Yeah. All right. So now we know how big it is, I guess. <laughs> I also have a weight here, but that's the that's for like the average gecko. Okay. Which is two point five ounces or seventy grams. But I don't nice. have a I don't have a thing for that. That's a respectable size for a small lizard. And it's gonna come into play later on. That's a respectable <laughs> size. No one's going to give me any respect unless I'm at least 70 G's. <laughs> uh, Alright, so fast facts. Like all geckos, they cannot blink. Almost all geckos. I think only like one or two species have eyelids. But uh, these guys are um, lugubres, cannot blink, and they have to constantly lick their eyes to keep them moist. Like disgusting animals. It's, it's ridiculous. Of all some eyelids. Goodness gracious. Um, they do and- time. That's tr- this true. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make the time. If it's a priority, make the time. It's not
0: a priority. They figured out a way
1: around it. <laughs> By licking their eyes all the time, this just seems so labor-intensive. They've got flowers to suck on. True. And uh, bugs to eat and things to cling to. Speaking of eyes, they can like see... Like hopes and dreams. Yeah, cling to your hopes. <laughs> their hope of catching a delicious, decadent... June bug yeah speaking of eyes they can see 350 times better at night than we can and they can also focus their vision without having to use their like we use binocular vision to focus they can do it with just one eye wow Um, so that's pretty cool they regularly shed their skin every two to four months
0: same metaphorically speaking
1: and then they eat
0: their skin I've seen this happen yeah Ugh. Yeah right. How can you get nutrients from that? That's not, that doesn't even seem worth it. <laughs> well, I mean they're small, and yeah. that's that's like a good portion of who they are. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, it's just a bunch of empty calories.
0: <laughs> it's an empty skin, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's just
0: a husk. Uh, well, they have to bite it off to get it off of them, and then what are you going to do? Put it
1: down? That's just calories wasted. They might as well finish the job. <laughs> Eat the rest of themselves. No, just oh, I mean while they're while they're eating. While well, they're biting their their uh, skin off. They might as well just you know take a nibble here and there. Yeah, exactly. And then they become addicted. They're just addicted to it. It's like my strange addiction. It's
0: like yeah, pika.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like pika. Um, so they're they're uh, also their teeth are regularly replaced, like alligators and sharks and things like that, making them here's the word polyphidontic. That's fun. Which means that they constantly replace their teeth. We are diphydontic. Can you guess why? Because we
0: replace our. We only have
1: two sets. Very good. Very good. <laughs> there, <laughs> did you have something to say?
0: <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I want a shell. I want a necklace made of a little gecko tooth. I bet it's real small. I bet it just looks like a, a regular like band around your neck, and then you're like, what? Is there something real small and pointy on that? But every once in a
1: while, it just pokes you like, Ow. yeah, like a little splinter. <laughs> when you wear a tie, it hurts. <laughs> uh, they also. Their skin is ultra hydrophobic, meaning that water, so you have hydrophobic like materials and stuff where water beads up and rolls off. Like a the, freshly waxed automobile. Yes. Or a freshly waxed Surf gecko. <laughs> <laughs> freshly waxed gecko. Wax your gecko. And, but with ultra hydrophobia, the water actually balls up. So there's a there's if you see like a picture of it, it's it's not just like a dome. It's like the Epcot ball, like it, it curves in on the sides, like almost defying gravity. Mm. And so like the surface tension is like maintained on the downside. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And you can like you can essentially witness something super hydrophobic becoming less hydrophobic over time when you wax a car. So you wax a car and the beads are very small. And the, the like you said, the the bottom edges are curved in more. Mm-hmm. And as it wears off, the drops become like more dome shaped, and then the drops become bigger. And the bigger your drops are, the closer you are to needing to do another wax. Interesting.
1: I don't. I've never waxed my car in my life. It's
0: good. It's good for it. Is it, it stops the paint from becoming
1: faded. Yeah, but my car's white. <laughs> <laughs> Their skin is also antibacterial. And antimicrobial. <laughs> so yeah, they the, their skin can kill uh, some bacteria. And the the big the big thing with geckos though is this last fact, and that's the fact that they can climb on pretty much any surface. So I have a picture, more like a drawing, uh-huh. of their hands. Look at the cute little like crazy <laughs> pruny little hand. Okay, um, looks like um, crinkle cut fries. Yeah. And they have five hands, five fingers. Wow. (laughs) I I meant fingers. Uh, And at first they thought it was this thing called Van der Waals force, which is if you get something really, 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 really close to another something, then there's this weak force, weak chemical force that sticks those two things together. And when I say really, really close, I mean like the molecularly, mo- the molecules are getting very close to each other. So you putting your hand on something does not uh, like on a wall or something? you're not actually touching. there's it. some there's some space <clears throat> there, uh, but not there's there's, some... there's significantly less space for a gecko, okay? And they also thought it was capillary action, but they now think it's more of like an electrostatic thing that's that's primarily sticking it. Uh, the gecko, to the wall. Um, but it's also a combination of all those other things, Van der Waal's force and the uh, capillary action. Each toe is covered in setae. because the lights go down in the setae. S-E-T-A-E.
0: You know what else is covered in settee? Um, Bees. Are they? They're little fur. That's what it's made of. It's called setae. Yeah.
1: Hmm, interesting. They're like little bristles. It's made of chitin. Like or ch- chitin, chitin, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the the setae allow it to cling to any surface because each square millimeter of uh, a gecko's toe is covered in fourteen hundred setae, and each setae has one hundred to one thousand spatulae on it. What? And each spatulae is zero point two micrometers long. Which, so that's a r- real small egg they're flipping each time. <laughs> it's <a> small, smallest <laughs> spatulae in the world, uh, because, and that's, that is smaller than the a wavelength of visible light. That's how small these hair things are on their on their toesies on their tootsies. <laughs> so I, I like that's crazy to even imagine something that small. So that's why they can get something so close to glass or um, like concrete, metal, whatever, upside down, they, the, the spatula, <laughs> the spatula gets, <laughs> can get molecularly close to whatever surface that they're clinging to. Um, and so because of this, they don't actually, and this generates a lot of potential newtons of force of adhesiveness. There's a uh, like a, a unit of measurement for adhesiveness, and I don't remember what it was, but it's a lot. Oh, they don't, they don't use all of it. Whenever they, uh, they they stick to a wall because they if they use all of it they may not be able to stick their hand, get their hands off because a typical healthy seventy g gecko can support up to two hundred and ninety three pounds so if it's if it's sticking with all of its spatulae you could hang a two hundred ninety three pound weight I can on that
0: j- jump up and grab it
1: yeah I mean you you would rip the gecko. <laughs> you would rip it off of its hands, but its oh, hands would right. still be stuck there. Dang it!
0: <laughs> I don't want to do that. It would be awful. <laughs> I feel like it would let go before that happened. Like it would decide to let go.
1: Yeah. So, the, but in in theory, with all with the amount of adhesive force that it it can generate with all of its spatulae, that's how much it could support. Um, But then that's why they rarely use the full extent of it. We should
0: make duct tape with this technology.
1: They're use They're making a lot of stuff with this technology. I mean, they're trying to use, like, apply it to a lot of different things. Um, And in order to unstick, they use this um, fatty lipid that they generate that lubricates their spatulas and um, then they can, like, use their double jointed fingers to peel it from the toe, from the tip of the toe back, like peeling off scotch tape. Huh. And that's how they can move quickly um and like freely upside completely upside down on glass. Um and that oh and they can't stick on Teflon very well. You know, te- like the pans with that special non-stick stuff. Oh yeah. It, it has a very low friction coefficient um cuz it's a non-stick pan. And so they they don't do very well. They also don't do very well completely submerged underwater. But okay, who does? <laughs> Except for like a starfish and all fish. <laughs> they don't stick to things very well. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're <underwater. laughs> doing well in general, having a good time. <laughs> all right, and that's that's all I've got on the uh, the general info on the on uh, Laguber.
0: All right, I got five minutes to explain some complicated genetics. You got you got more time. Let's do it. All right. Morning geckos are often found in all female populations.
1: What? <laughs>
0: How, pray tell, could this be, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. They're capable of something called parthenogenesis, which is a form of asexual reproduction that allows them to lay eggs that develop into embryos without fertilization.
1: Gross. It sounds like our, sl- our snail. Giant African land snail.
0: It might be similar. Self-fertilized? But it's not self-fertilization. Oh, it's not? To understand how this works, we are going to get sciency.
1: Oh. I have my science hat on.
0: So the difference right off the bat is that the the snail was ne- neither female or male exclusively, right?
1: Right, it could be either one.
0: The the gecko is finally <laughs> excessively, <female-y. laughs> excessively female.
1: So female. <laughs>
0: So, normal eggs form after a process called meiosis, or meiosis. I think meiosis. Meiosis is a type of cell division that reduces the number of chromosomes in a cell by half. Okay. So this is normal. This yeah. is what like people do, and most things.
1: This is what I try to do at
0: least. <laughs> this creates haploid cells, which are genetically different from the parent cells. So you got your diploid cells, which have all of the genetic traits of a parent then the haploid cells only have half of those traits. Okay.
1: Like a sperm and the egg?
0: Yes. Sperm and egg cells are haploid cells. Got it. This is why you don't look exactly like your parents. Uh, Instead of getting 100% of their DNA, you get a mixture of both of their DNA at 50% from each one. Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes you unique. But what about the morning geckos who have no male geckos to mix DNA with? Haploid cells on their own can't produce a new creature. That's why you're not eating a baby chick when you're eating an egg. Ugh. You're just eating half of the ingredients that are needed to make a chick. Okay. Um, Thank goodness. <laughs> however, morning geckos produce viable eggs before going through meiosis. So usually things produce eggs through the process of meiosis. They're able to produce viable eggs before meiosis occurs, which is the process. Where a diploid becomes a haploid cell, so, so it never,
1: th- never becomes a haploid; it just becomes another diploid.
0: Right. It it becomes uh, an egg with all of the genetic materials needed to make another gecko,
1: but only of that that parent. Yes. So it would be like a, I like a like a clone. It is.
0: It's the this through this type of reproduction, you're creating a full clone.
1: Whoa.
0: They're genetically identical to their parents. But you can't reproduce you can't reproduce with nothing but clones. Uh genetic variation is important for adaptation. Mm -hmm. So creatures adapt to their environment by passing on, you know, traits to their kids that are good, and you know, natural selection, Mm -hmm. what have you. They end up adapting through differences in the gene pool. Right. And also Without variations, populations can mutate. There's two ways to vary genetic code. One is through a varied gene pool, and the other is through mutation. So mutation can be bad. But sometimes it allows you to drink milk even though you're not a baby cow. Is that what we have? That's a mutation, yeah. You're not supposed to be able to drink milk after adolescence. We're mutants. We are mutants. People that are lactose intolerant don't have that mutation. So they're normal They're normal, yeah.
1: Good for them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> haploid cells divide after meiosis through mitosis. This is a different type of, of reproduction that they do as well. So they can produce a viable egg before meiosis and they can produce one after meiosis through <laughs> this complicated process, which is essentially the diploid cells dividing into haploid cells through meiosis, like normal. Then those haploid cells recombine With each other, basically mixing up the genetic material
1: from the mother. But it's all the same material.
0: It's all the same material, but you're creating
1: new alleles. That sounds like a thing.
0: Essentially, it's like shaking it up. (laughs) Like It's all (laughs) the same stuff, but it's in a different configuration,
1: so it makes it unique. It's a seven-layer dip, but now the layers are in a different order. Yes,
0: kind of. So it's technically a different dip. It's a different dip experience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But each bite is the same.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But so these aren't 100% genetically different. They're called half clones. But it's just enough variation to allow for adaptation.
1: Interesting. And so that they don't all get wiped out by the same like disease or something like that.
0: Right. So here's some fast facts. Males are sometimes born from all female populations. Um, However, studies
1: show that they are typically sterile. And so then they just live their lives and die. Yeah. Eating bugs and stuff. They probably don't even, like, know how to mate or anything like that because there's no, like... Well, they... they, They've been not doing that for so long.
0: (laughs) They... Yeah, I don't know. The females might be like, what are you doing? Get away from me.
1: And he's like, well, look at my neck pouch. (laughs) I don't think they
0: do that. They don't do that. Um... (laughs) So the process of parthenogenesis allows the mourning gecko to easily populate the islands of the South Pacific. A single gecko could populate an entire island by itself.
1: That is crazy.
0: But how did they get there? The Spanish. Through sailing. Not the Spanish. Oh. Oh. They hitched a ride on boats of island natives like Moana. Native, the real one yeah native people were island hoppers and explorers that colonized new places and geckos were hiding in the bananas that they were taking with them so in, the,
1: yeah. in this little cargo holds. yeah Away, oh, oh, way Yeah, i am a gecko here <laughs> and i'm going with you to the island exactly yes. Lynn manuel miranda thank you
0: little little <laughs> tiny stowaways yeah that's how it worked
1: Cool. I thought when you said sailing that they got on like little leaves <laughs> <laughs> and made their way across from one island to the next. That is not what happened. Somehow without getting gobbled up.
0: As a little disclaimer, that was a very, very brief and simplified explanation. If you want to learn more about the process of um, parthenogenesis, there will be links on LDTaxonomy.com.
1: But Here's my question. Why is it called the Morning Gecko?
0: Why is it called the Morning Gecko indeed?
1: Aside from the fact that it's weeping constantly. <laughs> and it has to lick its eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's just crying because it has to lick its eyes.
0: Um, the Not many people know, actually. I looked up why it's called the Morning Gecko, and everyone's just, like, kind of shrugging. It was just shrug emojis everywhere.
1: <laughs> as far as the, I can see. It's from, it's, so it's just some, like, you know, ill-meaning taxonomist back in like the 1800s was like morning gecko that's what we're gonna call it
0: yeah well so there's one theory that is that the gecko is sad because all of the males are dead or gone or not there so they're in mourning like a widow so it's just ladies so they're in mourning for the the male geckos
1: I want to add another nickname to this, and that's Sad Sticky Lizard. <laughs> there we uh, go. Although, that's, a, that's actually my favorite although one. Although,
0: I, I think that they, they're fine with it. <laughs> they're just like, all I, all I have to do all day is eat and lay eggs and stuff, so. Yeah. I'm, I don't have to cook. <laughs> I don't have to clean. I don't even have to sail. <laughs> I don't have to sail. I'll just hop on a banana. <laughs> Okay, that'll, that'll do
1: it. These guys are pretty... Or these... These gals. Yeah. are these pretty gals. neat.
0: Excessively female in all the right ways.
1: Isn't that a Mary Poppins quote? I don't think <laughs> Practically so. Practically perfect in every way. Uh, That's what she <laughs> says. Anyway, for you out there in podcast, yeah, who's not, who are not a gecko, find a good pane of glass. Flex your settee and just stick to it, like we do here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey, check it out. I learned how to parthenogenically make more Carloses. What? How? See? Ugh! How did you do that? Through the power, power of audio editing. Oh, well that's not really... You know what else could use some multiplication?
0: multiplication?
1: <sighs> what? Life, death, and taxonomies, taxonomies reviews on iTunes and other listening apps.
0: That's true. A little review mitosis could help search algorithms find us, which means more listeners can find us. Exactly. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Brain Trust Brothers Network. For more information about this podcast or others, visit BraintrustBros.com. All right. Oh, wait, let me put this in its
1: place. You are just a computer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay in your lane, computers. <laughs>